This, 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 this is mythical. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This is Dispatches from Myrtle Beach with my son Link Neal from Good Mythical Morning. I hope y'all having some good times looking to the podcast, and we're going to swing right on to this one and see what we can get into today. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dad. Hey. Of course, you didn't introduce yourself. Well, this is uh, Charles Neal from Dispatches from Myrtle Beach. And uh, with my son, Link Neal, from Good Mythical Morning, and uh, we're going to swing right into the show and see what we can get into today. Okay. Felt like a do-over. That's cool. Yeah, and I got introduced twice. I like that. <laughs> All right. Swinging into it. How hard you been swinging lately? <laughs> been swinging pretty hard. It's been hot and start going to work early in the morning. I'm painting outside right now, so. Okay. You're trying to get done by what? Before it gets too hot? Well, it... It gets so hot that the paint starts to lap up outside, so you have to quit. That's a good excuse. That's a good professional excuse for having to quit. The paint laps up. I don't know what that means, but it sounds technical. It means when you go from one side to the next, and time you get up to the next side, it's not smoothing out and looking good, so you have to quit, because I want it to look good. And then what are you doing when you're getting home? If it's like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, 2 o'clock, what are you doing then? I usually go in and uh, take all them wet, sweaty clothes off and take a shower and go in there and sit down in a recliner and take me a nap. A nice recliner nap. See, I don't own a recliner, but every time I'm in a recliner, the first thing I think is, why don't I own a recliner? I mean, I'm of the age, right? I mean, what's the minimum age to own a recliner? Uh, you, you way past that. What, what is that supposed to mean? You're over 40, so you're way past when you ought to already had a recliner. But okay. hey, as good as you like that couch you got at your house, and <laughs> I've seen you laying on it, and then you've seen me laying on it, it lays pretty good too. So, you know, it's, that's just up to you when you want to get a recliner. <laughs> yeah, the problem is I, I have to consult with somebody, you know. I have to get buy-in before I buy in or on a recliner. Do you know what I'm getting at here? Yeah, I know exactly what you know. See, but I didn't have to worry about that. Nancy ordered this recliner for me. She likes it too, cause she'll go in there at night. For I, I go to bed a lot of times. She'll go in there and her and Gypsy, or she sitting there watching TV, and she's in there in that recliner, and then she's in out of orbit somewhere most of the time till about <laughs> one o'clock in the morning. So, do y'all fight over the recliner? No, absolutely not. 
Uh, and she, if she's sitting in it when I come home, she'll ask, she say, I'm going to get up where you can sit down and, and rest some. But that is love. You know somebody loves you when they'll get up out of the recliner for you. Absolutely, I'm telling. In terms of vibe, I just can't picture a recliner in our house. I mean, Christy does a great job with the aesthetic. Like, matter of fact, when uh, your grandgirls, my nieces, came and visited, like when they walked in the house, first thing they said was, this is a model house. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Christy does a good job. Everywhere you look, like everything seems like it could be in a magazine. Oh, yeah. You know? You can get your recliner and put it upstairs in your bedroom, and then you'd have one pointing over there where you could sit down and rest and end up there, too. She, you've been in our bedroom. It looks like a magazine, too. Oh, yeah. You look in these magazines, you're not going to see a recliner, Dad. I mean, it's just that's not what they're doing these days. <laughs> it's wrong. It's wrong. You know what? We need to get more recliners in some bougie decor magazines. Like, this should be our thing. I mean, we should at least get a recliner sponsor, you know? I'm telling. Don't say the brand of your recliner, because whatever sponsor we get, that's going to be the brand. And you're going to get a second one. You and Nancy going to have your own. I don't know the brand of it. I'd have to ask Nancy what she ordered, because she ordered it a specific color, kind of like what Christy does, to match some pictures in the... Uh, living room in there, so you know. It's red, isn't it? No, it's green. <laughs> I knew it was a bright color. The couches, that big couch sectional sofa thing we got, it's red. Christmas year round in your living room. You know how Nancy likes red. Uh-huh. All our vehicles are red, everything. Except for the golf cart, it ain't red. Which comes first, the recliner or the golf cart? <laughs> yeah. The golf cart came first here. Yes, that's called beach priorities or belch priorities. That's right. So give me a dispatch. But tell me, tell me what else is new. I went out to get some coffee at the Kangaroo the other day. The gas station. Yeah, the gas station. Okay, that's where you get your coffee. Yeah, and uh, I walked up there and told it, and was just talking like I'm talking right now. And that boy said, "I can talk Southern too." He, I said, "You can." I said. <laughs> Can you do it and be on a podcast? Yes! He said, what do you mean be on a podcast? I said, well, <laughs> me and my son's on a podcast. And uh, he said, you know, you look kind of familiar. And I said, I just said, have you ever heard anybody named Link? And he said, oh, my God, Rhett and Link, this on Good Mythical Morning <laughs> is your dad. And I said, that would be absolutely correct. <laughs> I didn't have to ask anything. Christy and them won't be mad. And he said, can I take a picture of you? And he, he jerked his phone up, and didn't he? He just stayed on that side of the counter, and I was on the other side. And he took a picture, and his name is Jay. Oh, is that a holler out? Yeah, Jay's a big fan of uh, Good Mythical Morning. And he said he was going to be a fan and go home and, when he got off of work and listen to the podcast. Did you remember the name of the podcast? <laughs> yeah, I I told him it was dispatches from Mother Myrtle Beach, and right. I said, it's rather be shagging 53 at AOL.com. Yes. Told him all of that. I love it, Dad. So this is turning a corner, because now you weren't even recognized at first. You were just talking about he was commenting on your accent. Yep, that's And right. then you turned that into a one-on-one -on -one promo for this show. That is most necessary. Yes, we got to have more organic promo we got to have you going everywhere and just saying do you know who i am i have a podcast that's right i did that with a friend of mine down the street one day this 
uh, in the entertainment in, entertainment industry, and he said, oh. "Well, we'll have, we'll have to check that out sometime." So he has a radio show uh, down here. Oh, really? On uh, ninety four point nine. So he's our old school competition. Yep. He's gonna listen, and we'll see what he thinks about it. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. You know, I was thinking of one of my fondest memories of the two of us, and when you said radio, it it reminded me of it again. When we were invited on the John Boy and Billy show, Rhett and I were, and I took you with me. Yep. Yeah, you remember that, right? So, um, yeah, we our our videos were starting to pop online, maybe for a couple of years. I think this might have been, I don't know, it might have been two thousand nine by this point. And um, so we were invited on. You know, like every morning going to high school, I would listen to John Boy and Billy. They're still doing it, right? Oh, they still doing it. I still listen to them some down here on the mornings. And yep. every summer when I would work with you painting houses, we would listen to it. And there'd be certain points where it's like, all right, they're about they're about to do this skit. We got to stay in the car. You know, we would like sometimes and Robert D. Rayford would come on there and like Oh yeah. Sometimes it's like, well, we got to wait to work a little bit. We got to listen to this and it was like, you know, we would just we would just cackle and laugh and connect over listening to these guys. So then years later, when I'm like, it, this was the first like, we're getting internet famous enough that I think it started to click with you when I'm like, hey dad, guess where I'm going? The John Boy and Billy show. And John Boy also invited us to hang out at his house. And then I was like, do you wanna come? And I said, yeah. Yep. So we went to his house, and we also went to his uh, farm one time too, where they was all them guys that was cooking and doing stuff out there. It was a blast. We were like grilling out, doing some, doing a little bit of drinking. Yep. Doing a lot of, a lot of joking. I remember that John Boy had this friend. He was like this guy who would like just he just came out of the woods from like a neighboring thing. Like once he like heard our trucks drive up or something and then he we were hanging out there basically all night and at a certain point this guy started making some jokes so i was like i i can't i don't i don't even know if i could repeat it on good mythical evening i'll just say that he was talking about his experience holding on to a plow behind a mule and and yeah. just looking at the back of a of a female mule and like the thoughts that he had from that vantage point, were so disturbing that <laughs> yeah. I have. Do you remember those jokes? I kind of remember, but I don't. Well, yeah. it scarred me, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. You must. I think you must have wiped it from your memory. As much as you like a dirty joke, that was a bit much. Yeah, he he was a little out in left field after he. Of course, I think he'd had a drink or two too. So he was. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. But it was that was a thrilling experience, you know, because it was like the first time. I don't know. I don't you feel like that was the first time you were like, "Wow, it's like my son is getting some sort of famous." There's some sort of attention happening here, you know. It's, yeah, you were you were getting some no, notoriety about stuff, so it, it 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 was starting to percolate for you. You and Rhett, some I'm telling you, it sure was. Holler out to John Boy and Billy, yeah, and the and the guy at the kangaroo. What was his name again? Jay. Good, keep promoting the podcast. Okay, well, it's time for another edition of Myrtle Beach Mailbag. I got one from Scott Bordos. 
What does a robot do after sex? So is this a regular robot or a sex robot? Because it's like whenever you talk about artificial intelligence, you know that's what we end up thinking about. It's like, all right, when is it? When is the sex robot going to start happening? Right, these are the questions that I start to ask. But let's start with your question. <laughs> let's just answer that one first. What does a robot <laughs> say after sex? What does a robot do after sex? Oh, okay. What? He nuts and bolts. <laughs> 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 okay. It's. He nuts and bolts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's he running from? I don't know. I read, he's done. He's ready to go somewhere else. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the ethics of sex robots? I don't have much thought on a sex robot. I, 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 don't, I don't see how that, that's beneficial to the robot or anybody else because, I mean... They ain't human and they ain't got no feelings. So I mean, so I like I like this. You're looking at it the ethics from the robot's yeah. perspective. What is a robot really getting out of it if he's having sex with some? I mean, you have to program that into him, don't you? So, I mean, right? <laughs> they're gonna get real intelligent and then they're gonna be having sex with each other, and then they might charge us to watch. They won't be charging me to watch. You're not interested. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see. I got another email from Heather Rager. What do you call a lesbian dinosaur? Okay. <laughs> oh, Lordy. What do you call a lesbian dinosaur? I don't even know if I can pronounce this. Let's see. Uh, lick a lot of puss. <laughs> lick a lot of puss. Lick a lot of puss. Lick a lot of puss. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, that doesn't have to be a lesbian. <laughs> don't limit that to lesbians. Good gracious. Well, I agree with you. Don't limit, don't, don't let, I mean, don't let them have all the fun. Right. <laughs> I'm glad they're having fun, but uh, let me in on it. I'd like to study this Lickalotopus. <laughs> you, the faster you say it, the, the more you can get away with it, Dad. You were saying it pretty slow. See if you can speed it up a little bit. Lickalotopus. That's it. Even faster, though. Lickalotopus. Yeah, like, right. There you go. Like if there's kids around, you know? If you're at a natural history museum and you want to, like, lean over to somebody and tell that joke, I think it should be, you know what dinosaur that I relate to the most? That way you leave lesbians out of it. You know what dinosaur I most relate to? And you tell them, uh, Lickalotopus. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Say it fast and the kids won't know what's up. I got another email from Savannah Pierce. Well, it's not going to top the last one. I don't know. What's the difference between a tire and 365 used condoms? <laughs> uh, I don't know. What is the difference between a tire and 365 used condoms? One's a good year and the other's a great year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a high frequency. Well, if you use it that much, it'll probably get so tough you can't feel nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like a like a stick of beef jerky. Yeah, I'm telling. Like, when you get calluses on your oh, hand, God, don't say that. <laughs> Talk to me about doing dick callus. Is that even a thing? <laughs> I guess it could be. It's skin. Yeah, I'm telling. You.
Okay, I, I got another email from Lonnie Reimer. It said, what should I do if I think of a funny joke at a funeral that makes me laugh and then fart very <laughs> loudly? Would it be okay to blame the person next to me? <laughs> Lonnie, I don't know what to tell you, but you, you need a little help there, buddy. I mean, you might want to try to blame somebody beside of you, but, you know, I'd probably just keep it quiet and hope too many people sitting around me didn't didn't hear what was going on, and just blaming the next person beside of me might cause a problem. <laughs> How do you even do that at a funeral? How do you, you know, you're like, he did it, he farted. Like, what do you, I mean, I don't even understand the option, you know? I mean, once you it, fart. It's, all, it's already out in the open, man. I guess you could give them a dirty look, maybe? You know, people are looking at you, and you're like looking at the guy next to you. I guess that's how you would do it. Try to play it off something. But that That's a good one, uh, Lonnie, but you, you you know, you might need a little help with besides, you know, trying to blame it on somebody else and just, you know, on, on up to that yourself. And That's right. It's kind of like if the preacher says, has anybody in here got to say something? And he said, and you just stand up and say, well, I was the one farted. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be pretty pretty unclassy to be to say yeah i got something to say the guy next to me farted when it was you <laughs> that's right lonnie yeah. on up to it and you know what you should feel even worse this is coming from a guy who unapologetically farts from walking one side of the room all the way exiting out the other side of the room good god almighty <laughs> i'm telling you yeah i got it honest you you didn't get none of that <laughs> oh i got some of that Trust me, <laughs> but not in a funeral, man. Not at a funeral. Okay, I, I got one from Brian D. He he wants to know, and this is kind of just for me, but you you can join in on this one too. Okay. Link it says, "What's the dumbest way you've ever been hurt?" Oh, first of all, I love this question. It's more it's like more of a personal question. I like this. I was thinking about this, and this has been many years ago. Okay. And uh, before I was ever married or anything, and when I was kind of in my wild days, and I, we were sitting at the supper table at Mom and Daddy's house, and I was about 18 years old, maybe 19 or something, and a car drove up, and somebody knocked on the door, and it was one of my friends, and he said, and this was about 7 o'clock at night, just pretty early. He said, they fighting across the river. So I just got up and went with him and went over there and just joined in the fight over there. Well, it wasn't a really smart thing to do because I, I, I ended up getting hit in the back of the head with a crowbar and took about 27 stitches to sew it up. What? what? Who is they? Uh, my friends and some friends, they were from Anderson Creek, and we was, we didn't get along too well, so and they, they were some mean boys. So, so li the Lillington crew? Yep. And they were fighting long enough for your friend to leave drive across the river to your house, tell you they're fighting. It took about 30 minutes and they were still over, we was, they still over there fighting. So I got to fighting with them and then I, I got got hit and I, hey, I got laid out. So well, yeah, it was a crowbar. It, it wasn't good, so. What in the world? When I come to, I said, you know, I ought to stayed at home, just kept eating. <laughs> so, so that's probably one of the dumbest things I ever done. Did you Get come? <laughs> yeah. Did you come to? In, I've never heard this story. This is crazy. Did you come to in the hospital? No, I come to right there, and one of my friends 
were kind of trying to wake me up. I reckon they want to make sure I won't dead. Well, yeah. And uh, that's when I had a 66 Chevy 2 Super Sport. So he gave me a towel on. He said, are you going to be all right? And I said, yeah, I'll be all right. And so I just got in the car and drove myself to the hospital over at Dunn. Got sewed up. Then they wouldn't let me drive. They, they knew who my daddy was at the sheriff's department then, and they called him and said, you need to come over here and get your son. We're not going to let him drive home. He's lost the right smart of blood. And he said, and he's not going to stay in the hospital. I'm telling you. You refuse. <laughs> yeah. Too many robots. Yeah, that would have been a good day to be a robot where I could just put somebody else's head up. <laughs> just nut and bolt. <laughs> I got a, uh, another email from Angela Jones. Did you hear about the woman who tried to cut her husband's penis off <laughs> But missed and got his thigh instead. No, you know, to answer your question, <laughs> no, Dad, I have not heard about the woman who tried to cut her husband's penis off but missed and cut his thigh instead. She said she was charged with a misdemeanor. <laughs> you, you, you picked some good ones this week, man. Nice time for our almost sponsor, Mutiny Bay Miniature Golf. On 301 U.S. 17 North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, 29582. is The email address is paradiseadventuregolf.com. And I've been there with some of my grandchildren, and we went and played miniature golf. We had a good time, and it's a good place to go and enjoy yourself and do things with your kids. And then if you get a hole-in-one on a special golf thing, they give you a a trophy, and uh, last week I didn't go with them, but uh, Cameron, my, our grandson, went with uh, a couple of other guys, and both of them got a hole in one, and both of them got trophies. So it's a good thing to do. And besides that one, there's a lot of different uh, miniature golf courses down here. So if you ever down here at Myrtle Beach and just swing on by and come up to Mutiny Bay Miniature Golf and get you some clubs and of course, you're going to have to pay, but uh, get you some clubs and just have a good time and enjoy yourself. Hey, Link, I yeah. kind of come up with an idea kind of like when we were doing the thing where I was talking like I was your daughter <laughs> and coming up with some <laughs> right. ideas. So do you remember us doing that? Yeah. You know, where <laughs> yeah. we could just go back and forth with one another? <laughs> I, okay, I do remember. I got you to play... Lily and I played well. I guess myself. So we like we role played on on, on Good Mythical Morning. Yeah. So you okay? You want to do some more role play? Yeah, we're gonna do some more role play. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. I love it. I love this idea. It's time for our first edition of Let's Role Play. Uh, what do you want to do? One of the things I thought about: ha Have you ever been stuck in the elevator? Uh. No, but I have thought about it. I mean, pretty much every time I get in an elevator, I think about what if this thing gets stuck? Have you? Oh, I've been stuck in one, but let me ask you something. If you ever got stuck in an elevator and you was in a, a colonostomy's doctor's office, what what would we talk about then? <laughs> oh, dad, this is, okay, this is, this is genius. Okay, uh, uh, mission... Mission accepted, challenge accepted. All right, so we're in the elevator. Action. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going good. Hey, you know, we're uh, stuck in this elevator. And, oh, is it, uh, is it stuck? 
I just thought it hadn't started moving yet. Are you serious? Push the oh, push no, the door open button. You're closer to it. I, I'm pushing and it's not going anywhere. It kind of when we were going down, it kind of stopped. So, oh, shit. you know, let's. I reckon let's hit this button over here where where the telephone's at and see. Call it. What happens? Yeah. Yeah. And call and get somebody see if they can come get us out and everything because. I, I got a certain time I'm supposed to be downstairs to get my procedure done. I don't want to miss this, so I have to come back again for the for this colonostomy. Man, look at that red button. It's so blurry. I can't even see it to push it. It keeps moving. Man, I'm disoriented. Did, is the elevator still stuck? I don't know what's going on. Well, it's stuck. and I, I, Well, I don't have anything for you to drink, so... You know, we're going to have to just try to get some help quick as we can. I'm not thirsty, but my butt feels funny. Oh, man. This is crazy. Where are my glasses? The glasses is on your head. You you must still be knocked out from that anesthesia some, waiting to uh, right. get ready to go home. I'm having a vision that I'm in a stuck elevator with a complete stranger. My butt feels funny. Man. What's your name? My name's Charles. What's your name? You remember what your name is? Heidi. Heidi? Yeah, I think. Call me Heidi. Like, Heidi, Heidi, ho! You don't look like a Heidi to me. Let me get on this telephone over here and see if I can get us some help. Tell them that the elevator's stuck. Yeah, man, you Call gotta somebody. get down to the, to the place, man. You're in for a treat. Some sort of, they put something in your veins, and then all of a sudden, last thing I, I vaguely remember, they put a... I guess it was a camera up my butt. Oh, yeah. It was, it's amazing. You're going to love it if we ever get down there. I don't want to love it. I I'm hope I'm all the way asleep. Boy, I don't know what they're sticking up my butt. I hope I don't have the same doctor you do. No, it's just a <laughs> twilight, man. I remember now. I remember it was a very shiny, shiny ceiling. It was very cold in there. They had to pry apart my butt cheeks and shove some sort of camera in there. That sound like a good time? Sounds like a good time for you. I, I'm hoping I'm all the way out enough that I don't I don't remember them doing my butt cheeks up and sticking something up my tail. I don't re- want to remember any of it. All right, call call the people, man. Call them. Hello. We're stuck in the elevator. We're stuck in the elevator. And we got on the phone, and they don't uh, nobody answer. Uh, we hello, hello. Um, yes. I'm listening. We're stuck in the elevator. I don't know what floor we're in between, but we're stuck in the elevator. We need, uh, we need some help. This guy here, he's already had his procedure done, and he's acting kind of strange. I need some help getting us out of the elevator. I'm good. It's great. Um. Well, have you? did you drink all of the liquids the night before? Have you passed all of your solids? <laughs> Are you cleaned out, sir? Oh yeah, we, we you better hope we're cleaned out and it don't something don't happen to hit and we have to fill this elevator up again. I'm telling you. <laughs> I think that may be the problem. I think um you the you may be underweight if you're both completely cleaned out. Well, we really don't care if we're underweight or overweight. I just want to get out. I don't like being stuck in this elevator whether I'm having a colonostomy or not. So need some help to get us down. I think it's going to take about eight hours. 
that's fine. Hey, we can just hang out, Charles. You seem like a great guy. You know, you know what, I can do it. You know what, just bend over. I'll take a look. I, I'm not gonna hang out in the elevator for eight hours, so you buy, if you don't call, I'm just gonna get my cell phone and I'm gonna call 911 and have a fire department come to get me out of this elevator. And then we're like, eight hours later. Man, Charles, it sure has been great getting to know you. Thanks for allowing me to sober up. I'm glad you don't have any polyps. Yeah, so now I guess we, I, you, you've got to do yours and I'm gonna have to come back another day and get mine. No, I took care of it for you. I took care, you're totally clean in there. Oh, okay. It's totally fine. Yep, so you're good to go, I'm good to go. And look, the doors are opening. <laughs> I just saved you a copay. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's called a happy ending. Yeah. That was weird. Is that what you what you were hoping this would be? Oh, yeah. It worked out pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Good work. I like it. Role play. Well, we've had a pretty good show today. I think we have. Before we end today's episode, I want to let you know about the new upcoming season of Trevor Talks Too Much. Uh, okay. Go. Yeah, go for it. Host and Mythical Kitchen's soft boy Trevor Evarts is kicking this season off with a special solo episode that you want to miss. You want to miss it? You called him a soft boy? I'm so said a, a solo episode that you want to miss. All right, don't listen to that one. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. He's gonna love this ad. Trevor Everett is kicking this season off with a special solo episode that you won't want to miss. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the new season drops Tuesday, August the 9th, so be sure to follow and subscribe. And while you're there, check out season one of Trevor Talks Too Much, where he talks to his favorite musicians, influencers, and gamers about just about anything available anywhere you get your podcasts. Wow, Dad, thanks for that promo. Pushing other mythical podcasts. You gonna listen to it? Uh, I might listen to it. I ain't gonna tell you I might. Probably not, dude. (laughs) 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 Uh, All right. Woo! I've had a good time. Everything you say is refreshing to me, Dad. Well, I just hope everybody keeps watching and... If you need to send us some emails and stuff, just rather be shagging 53 at AOL.com and dispatches from Myrtle Beach. And just keep listening, and we're going to try to have a good time and just uh, swing you around and just see what we can get into and just enjoy one another. I can't wait for it. I I know I can't wait. You know, it'll be here before you know it. Yeah, you telling me. All right. See you next week, Dad. Love you. Okay, love you too.